Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about what happens to the money you invest in a business if the owner or the key people running the business die. A big overlooked risk to losing your money when investing in a private business. And a life insurance policy to reduce or eliminate that risk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All righty. It is November 15th, Monday. Back with another episode with John Thurman talking about life insurance and estate plan. What's going on, John? Morning, Philip. Not much. How are you? I, I am doing well. Doing well, man. Hope, hope you are as well. T- today, y'all, we're talking about... Um, so a lot of people are making investments you know, into, into private businesses, um, whether it be a startup or an existing business as an alternative in- investment source that complements what they're doing in stocks, bonds, and crypto. And one of the things that a lot of investors overlook when investing into these uh, you know, startups or other private companies is you know, a big risk is what if what if one of these small businesses lose um, the owner or a key em- or a key employee to death, right? That, that's one of the big risks to your investment, right? You have other risks that you can underwrite before you decide to, uh, to, to invest. But one of them is, you know, if you invest in a business and the founder dies or the key people in the management team dies, then your investment is done. And so, you know, John helps businesses protect that investment uh, through life insurance. And so, John, I want to ask you, you know, what, what, what are types of uh, policies that you can buy to uh, protect your investment? Um, you know, uh, how, how do they work? Who do you want to make sure they insure? All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so from a life insurance standpoint, you know, uh, the, the only way you can get coverage is you have to have uh, um, a justified reason to buy coverage. You know, you have to have a, let's say, for example, if you're an individual, you know, you, you can't buy a $10 million policy if you only have, uh, you know, $50,000 a year in income because, you know, that you can't justify why you need a $10 million policy. So same thing goes from buying insurance um, on someone other than yourself. There has to be a um, uh, uh, interest. You know, there has to be an insurable interest. There has to be a reason of why you're buying that coverage. Otherwise, you could just buy it on anybody and, you know, profit on people. Um, or maybe it would look fishy, you know, if you bought it on somebody and then you were hoping they'd die or trying to get trying to get them to die. So from a business standpoint, you know, if you have if you're investing in a company and there are key employees, so that could be the person that's running the company, that could be um, a lot of times it could be a um, a key person that's doing a lot of the planning or um, you know, has maybe you think is you know, uh, a big part of why the company is successful. So maybe that's a, a key salesperson. Uh, either way, you can buy a key man policy and you could buy multiple policies depending on or on multiple different people, depending on how you feel that they're integral to the, the business being successful. So, um, 
essentially what you do is you can show value. If you can show value, you could show how much value they bring to the company. Then you can buy a life insurance policy on them. If they die, obviously your business or your investment um, with them is not going to be as secure because maybe now that it won't take off or it won't be as successful. And so you're essentially insuring them so that you can get your investment back out of it. So, um, and that can be done, you know, obviously as an investor into a business, um, it's probably more common if you're uh, an owner and you're going to buy a key man policy on somebody that's in your business that, you know, is a big part of it. And I I keep mentioning sales, but that seems to be a, a common one that if you've got a salesman that salesperson that brings in, you know, 80% of your revenue because they've got some really big contracts and relationships, then if that person's gone, you know, it could be, it could be bad for your business. And so you, uh, you have a insurable interest and a reason of why you need coverage on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so you want to make sure that insure the people that are uh, critically important uh, to the business. You know, like I said, so some people is an obvious. I think probably like the the person who handles the finance is probably an obvious one. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really anybody who's uh, integral to the to the to the business. Um, and then and then when you do a key person policy, is there like a specific policy that you would ask for? Um, is you know, is it like a key person policy, or is or, you know, do you do term? Do you do like how, how does that part work? Yeah, I mean, you can structure it different ways. You can set it up as a permanent policy, uh, or you mo- most common obviously would be a term policy, just because it's more cost effective. But no, you could definitely set it up as a permanent policy as well. Um, you know, I, it just ultimately comes down to how much coverage you need. So, for example, if you feel like that person, the value to the business, or how much you have invested is, you know, a million dollars, you may not want to pay the premiums that come with a permanent policy, but you can. Um, but most, the most common would be is a, a shorter term length, unless you, you thought somebody, you know, and I say shorter, like a ten-year term, just because it's cheap or the cheapest. But um, I've seen people buy 15, 20, 25-year terms on key employees that they feel are key people that they feel like are going to be a big part of the business and, and are going to stick around. And I guess from, from an investor standpoint, like you said, it just depends on like your, your time frame from when you plan to uh, be in a business. Like you said, a lot of the, you know, it can be from the business owner standpoint and, and this we started talking about from the investor standpoint. So it, it's important. This is why it's important to know your goals, know your time frame, have a good team to help you think through all the questions you got to ask when you're trying to underwrite this risk. You know, I think, I think an example is like a lot of, you know, s- startups or people who are invested in private companies probably have like a 10 year time frame, you know, mm-hmm. for, for their investment. And so that's key information in knowing how to design a policy or, you know, somebody plans to invest, you know, for a longer term time period, uh, you know, or it may take longer than that, but then to recoup the money they invested back into it. That's just important considerations. So, right, um, right, for sure. All good stuff. All good stuff. A- anything else is important to note? Uh, no, I mean, you know, just making sure that you have a plan in place. So one one thing that we see that's real common is, um, you know, with a business partnership, kind of in the same vein of having a key man or key person uh, coverage, is that. Uh, a lot of people have a buy-sell agreement. So they have a partnership with one or two people and they have a buy-sell agreement written up. So they have the the legal documents of how they would want the company to be divided or, or uh, how everything would go if somebody passed away. But what they often forget to do is fund that policy. 
or fund that coverage so that if one of you passes away, you're not in business with the the deceased person's spouse. And so you can you have life insurance on each other so that you can buy um, the family of the deceased person out of the business and you don't have to, you know, and not that that's a bad thing, but in most cases, you typically are in business with the person you're in business with because that's who you want to be in business with, not necessarily their children or their spouse. Right. No, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, let everybody know they can uh, reach out to you if you have they have any questions on any types of life insurance or implant uh, or planning around. Yeah. Uh, any, any insurance needs? Sure. Yeah, my email is John J O N at axisfin.com. A X I S F I N dot com. My office line is eight one seven six one eight three three six nine. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you, John. Thanks for the good information. And uh, y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.